Morning, everyone. So I got asked yesterday if I would do a podcast episode about motivation, particularly when you're self-employed and particularly the kind of motivation that keeps you going in the middle of the day when it's easy to feel unmotivated. So I've been gathering my thoughts about it. And first, I think it's important to recognize that the things that will work for one situation are not the things that will necessarily work for another because there are real differences in jobs. But first, let me describe what helps me, and then I'll try to expand a bit to other situations. I think the biggest thing that helps me with motivation is having the daily target and having that daily target translated into concrete actions that I expect myself to do. So I don't just have a target of $250. I know for that day what I need to do in order to hit $250. If I don't do it, then I know that I'm not going to reach it. Because what often happens in terms of me and motivation is sometimes it's hard for me to get a a real start in the morning. Not because I'm not motivated, but because I will often use the morning to kind of mop up odds and ends that are lingering so that I don't have a, a bag full of odds and ends that gets heavier and heavier as time goes on and things remain unresolved. So what that means is by 10, 10 10.30, I've spent the first hour, hour and a half of the day doing other things. Sometimes, not always, but sometimes. And then I hit that 10, 10 10.30 mark and I'm like, ah! I'm going to, my ability to get $250 worth of work done is going to be gone if I don't get cracking. And so there's a, there's a bit of a self-imposed panic that happens, which is a good thing. You know, it sharpens me and gets me to say, okay, buckle down now. And often that feeling of pushing will get me through the rest of the day because there's just a part of me that doesn't want to miss my target just because, just because. And I think if I, I think this works for me for a couple of reasons. One is it works for me because my workday is relatively short compared to some other forms of being self-employed. I know when I was a farmer, it's a lot easier as a farmer to have that midday slump because you start work so early generally. Your workday is long. And because your workday is long, I remember when I was milking cows, you know, you'd come down and have breakfast after milking, then you go do work, and then you'd have lunch. And by the time lunch rolled around, you'd already worked a full day. Sometimes, not always. That's a bit of an exaggeration, but not by much. And so at lunch, you're like, oh, okay, get motivated for the rest of the day. And that's a lot harder than if you have a compressed day. 
So I'll get back to that scenario in a minute, but I think part of what helps me is that I'm, you know, I'm essentially working nine to five, or some days I'm working nine to two and then four to five. And that compression energizes me. Ooh, that is really beautiful. Hold on, I'm gonna take a photo. Maybe it will be the photo I use. This beautiful rock with several types of lichen on it. Uh, it's hard to say if this is. Probably not. Um, well, it's worth trying. Uh, what was I saying? The compression of my day helps me with the midday motivation because it adds a certain element of gotta bust my bust, bust a gut here. Uh, otherwise, I'm not gonna hit my target. But there's obviously a balancing act. If I if I had a target that was so out of whack with reality, then I would lose motivation because because I would feel like it was impossible. So you have to find the target that feels within reach if you keep moving. And then, you know, even despite that, there's going to be times when, I don't know, you're doing a repetitive task you really don't want to be doing. And you got to kind of pull all the tricks out of the, out of the bag. Sometimes getting lost in the podcast or book helps. Sometimes listening to music to pump you up helps. Sometimes having a conversation with someone helps. Sometimes I stop and I check Instagram every 10 minutes and I, and I sort of interact with people who've left messages with me and that gives me that sense of sort of pulling myself through. Sometimes it's the opposite. Sometimes it's not doing that. So there's a variety of things that I'll try if I am feeling unenthusiastic about what I'm doing. The other thing that I've found that really helps me if I'm feeling unenthusiastic about what I'm doing is to try to take a beautiful photograph of what I'm doing. And sometimes it's impossible. Sometimes it takes 10 photographs and I just can't uh, find, some, you know, like the light is too glaring and blah, blah, blah. But sometimes all of those constraints are there and I, and I do manage to. I find the creative thing of taking a photograph in a way that I'd never thought of taking a photograph before and I share it and I try to share something. And what it does is it kind of gets me out of my skin. It gets me out of my head, especially if I don't just talk about me and how I'm feeling in the moment, but I talk about something that might be useful to somebody in, in their situation or their journey, whether it's about spoon carving or not about spoon carving. And that little act of creating some content that's outside of the reality of my day that someone else might find useful is such an important shift in mentality because it really helps me step outside the thing that I am unenthusiastic about and feel like I am doing something that is worthwhile on a broader scale. Now the trick is it doesn't take me much time to do that. So I think that's really important that when you do this kind of thing it can't be oh and now I'm going to 
right the perfect post. It has to be simpler than that. It has to be just a little thing. Sort of like taking a breath mint. I think of I think of these things as taking a breath mint and and I think that by refocusing on something outside of my situation it helps me have some perspective on my situation and then and I feel energized by it I feel I all of a sudden it often feels not always but it often feels quite easy to go back to work and do the thing because I've created something of value outside of the situation and that's one scenario where I think social media really helps. I remember, um, well, and I know what it's like to work without it because during the Christmas tree season, um, I don't have enough cell service to do Instagram posts at the tree farm. And so I'll, I will notice things and take photos but I am lacking that ability to re-energize myself. And I can tell. I can, I, I can tell that I don't have that tool in my toolkit. Now, when it comes to when it comes to other jobs, I think plenty of other jobs you can get motivation from being the one who has to motivate like if you are working with a team of people even if it's not your job to motivate them you can be the one who is motivating and that can help keep you motivated if you work by yourself though you don't really have that option. I think it's worth examining where the slumps tend to occur and to try to shake up those dynamics. So the, the guy who asked for this, um, this episode said that for him, it was often at lunchtime. It was sort of hard to get back to work after lunch. And I, boy, do I remember that. When I was vegetable farming one year, we would have a long lunch. You know, we'd take an hour. And we'd eat lunch all together as a crew. And you'd have been going for since 6 o'clock. It's now 1 o'clock. And you're like, really? Do I really have to begin again? And... at least one thing that has worked for me in this regard has been to shorten the amount of time I'm giving myself to eat lunch, or in my case, breakfast and lunch, because I'll often wait to eat breakfast until quite late, and then I'll eat a little lunch in the early afternoon. And partly because I'm fitting in two meals within the workday, um... 
I give myself like 15 minutes for each meal. And so in some ways I just don't give my circadian rhythm that, that cue of like, and now you slump. And I don't think it's healthy to not pause for meals or to eat standing up or any of those other things. I think if you have the ability to sit down, get off your feet, you know, read a book, watch some video, I think that's good. I think it's good to disconnect. But I also think having the expectation in your head of this is gonna be 15 minutes keeps your subconscious from relaxing to the point where it becomes a problem. I also think that even if you have the kind of work where it's hard to work to a daily target in terms of money, I think it can be really helpful to have a list of things, a realistic list of things that you hope to accomplish. And then if that isn't enough, if you still feel like that's too easy to brush aside, I would try doing this thing that I just read about in Cal Newport's book, Deep Work, where he advocates for doing, uh, I think he calls it time blocking, where you essentially, on a sheet of paper, uh, sort of like you would see on a, I don't know, like a day planner that has the hours. Maybe you could just do this on a day planner, but his point is that if you just do it on a blank sheet of paper, it's a more flexible system. If you block out the time, being conservative about how much time it takes. Because again, if you are too optimistic, then your brain says, ugh, this is stupid. There's no way that that's going to work. I'm just going to ignore it. But if you're conservative enough that it's actually a realistic goal, I think having your time blocked out more tightly can be helpful if you're struggling with motivation because it helps your subconscious brain say, okay, this is what's expected of me. Because ultimately motivation, where motivation comes back to bite you is when you stop moving for a second, right? This is why the lunchtime is such a problem because you have stopped. And I think if there are, is a really clear expectation in your head of, okay, the clock says it's this time, I get up and I do this thing. If you have that level of regimentation, it is easier to enforce on yourself than if you haven't put in the time and effort to think it through and sort of see how all the dots connect. And if you stay on target with this, it means that I can do this. And if I stay on target with that, it means I can do that. Now, obviously, there are plenty of times when life kicks you in the teeth and the unexpected thing happens and it throws your day off. And probably in that situation, you no longer need help with motivation. You're probably in crisis mode and you're dealing with it. But if in that situation you feel like, well, shit, I should just give up and you are dealing with motivation issues at that point, I would say it's time to make a new 
time block, which only takes a couple minutes, but it's minutes well spent if you then make a better plan and you are mo more motivated to enact that plan. So sit down, rewrite out what needs to happen, see what you can salvage from the day, and move forward. I think we sometimes think that lack of motivation means that we, hold on, gotta take a photo. I feel like leaving the thing running when I take these photos is uh, it's a little telling of how often I try to take photos of things and how often it doesn't necessarily work. Particularly on a day like today where the sun's up and slanting and it's harder light to take nice photos in today than, particularly with a camera, than, or with my phone, than uh, on days when it's overcast, in some ways. I think we sometimes think that lack of motivation means that we don't like our work and that we should find new work. And sometimes that's true. But I don't think it's always true. I think sometimes it just means that we haven't taken enough time to build in the levers of awareness and um, positive reinforcements that help us create a narrative of, of appreciation of our work. And this is where I would say pausing and taking that photo and posting it on Instagram can be helpful, right? It can, it can help you feel a sense of accomplishment that otherwise your day is not giving you. And it's not fake. It's not a substitute for real accomplishment. It is using the levers at your disposal to give yourself a sense of accomplishment on a day that otherwise isn't dishing it up. There are some days that dish up a feeling of accomplishment on its own. And some days that are too busy and you just don't have time. But if you hone your skill at doing small things that make you feel motivated, and maybe it doesn't have to be publicly facing the way that social media is. Maybe it's you are taking the day to think through some larger idea and every time something occurs to you, you pause and you write it down. A little pocket notebook. That can give you a feeling of accomplishment. Maybe you're taking photos of your work to help build a website to tell your story better. That can give you a feeling of accomplishment. Maybe you decide you're going to go through your day and every time you see some little thing that you've been ignoring that would take less than two minutes to fix, whether it's picking something up off the ground, that piece of trash that you walk past all the time, or that you know bit of wire that is always snagging your clothing and you take the time and you fix it, that's a feeling of accomplishment. So I think we can build these little senses of accomplishment into our day if we are thoughtful about it. And in doing so, we give ourselves the motivation to get out of our slump of not feeling motivated. But notice what's similar between them is that we have to do the work to give ourselves that motivation. I don't think it happens naturally that often. And when it does, it's because we've put in work previously to create a situation that is now paying us back. But there are lots of things that we can do in any given day, no matter your situation, 
to build in little senses of accomplishment that keep you feeling motivated or little senses of pressure in a healthy way that keep you feeling like uh, you want to keep pushing towards your goal. That's all I've got. I'm back at the truck. Thanks for listening, everyone. We'll talk tomorrow. Oh, and if you have something you'd like me to talk about on a podcast episode, as you can tell, uh, it's nice. And I, and I end up talking about things often that had not occurred to me before. So um, I'm always open to it. Not always, but I'm, I am often open to it. Um, so reach out and ask. Okay.